1: I never right. noticed the thunder in that intro before. <laughs> I'm not sure
2: that was thunder. <laughs> was it, not? it was, I it was don't something. Know what that was. It was, was weird. Yeah, there was kind of something odd on the line there. Yeah, but, uh,
1: that's all right.
2: Yeah. How are you?
1: I'm good. You? Yeah.
2: Happy birthday! Thank you. All right. Trina celebrated her birthday over the weekend. Yes. yes Ladies yes. and gentlemen, she is 27,
1: um, ish, mm-hmm. yep. and a half.
2: <laughs> and a half, she says. Oh.
1: We're not going to talk about age, are we? No. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> not as far as I'm concerned. We're not. Right. I've I'm lost count.
2: That. Um, we've got a pretty cool show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Today, all the way down in Elk City, Oklahoma, we're going to be bringing Peyton Ham okay. in the studio. And yeah. Peyton is a seasoned real estate broker. Um, and as uh, we bring her in, she will talk more about. Uh, down in that wide open country of what's commonly referred to as the Bible Belt, uh-huh. uh, a new emerging market yeah. that's there. That um, it's it's going to be an interesting show. Let's <laughs> okay. say that Peyton, are you with us? Are you online? I am. Hey, okay. how yes, are good
3: you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you guys?
2: Very good. How's uh, how's the weather? And how is the wind? Blow, how hard's the wind blowing in Elk City, Oklahoma? That'd be the way to ask that question.
3: <laughs> oh my! So we've been having beautiful weather until yesterday. Um, I happen to be outside in it literally all day at a golf tournament and oh. it was blowing 40 miles per hour with gusts up to 50.
1: At a golf tournament. And that's not the a place for win, a windstorm.
3: <laughs> oh man, it was a little crazy, but they made it. They did great.
2: Awesome. That, uh, that's not going to help the golf game or in my case, that may actually help it the golf help game. It might
3: help it go further. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depends on which way you're going.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Standing downwind or towards the exactly. wind. Exactly. After
2: every shot, dang wind. Yeah, <laughs> that makes yeah. me mad. I, I was right in line. <laughs> well, so um, what prompted this show was uh, a conversation. And, and first off, we want to congratulate you and your partner, Stacy Carnes, down there in uh, winning a recent award. Tell us about the award uh, just briefly that... Uh, You're a franchise within the United Country real estate system. They're one of our major sponsors on this show, and you won uh, a nationwide award, kind of prestigious. We did.
3: We did. Thank you so much. We won the Genesis Award this year with United Country, and it's for outstanding marketing in the company, which we are super proud of.
2: I listened to the broadcast of that uh, on Facebook Live. Um, President Mike Duffy gave a broadcast about the award, and one of the things that... um, and I was on that broadcast with him, and one of the things that we talked about is it's exemplary marketing, but it's also the uniqueness. Thinking outside of the box, I know that term gets way overused, but it's for just people that are cutting edge, that are that are doing it differently. And uh, you've been recognized by your peers as, as being that kind of an office. I also know that you brought in somebody else. Towards the tail end of that broadcast, there was somebody in your office that you wanted to to bring in that maybe has went to work there, does a lot of uh, some of the design work or some of the marketing work. What was her name?
3: Absolutely. Devin Nevels. She's our office manager and a very good friend of mine. She does incredible things for our office. And we sit around a lot and like you said, try to think of new ideas and a lot of banner back and forth. We have a lot of fun at the office. Um, But she really executes our crazy plans and she does a fabulous (laughs) job putting it all together.
1: Nice. Well, congratulations. That's, that's great. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Thank
2: it's, you. It's awesome that you guys brought her into because sometimes, you know, the, the people that, ha- that often kind of come up with a creative idea or are doing a lot of the day-to-day work don't always get recognized in those awards. And I could tell that, uh, the three of you, uh, you and Devin and, and Stacy seem to work really well together
3: we do, we do. We are very grateful for the whole team. They work really hard for everyone. so
2: it's a lot like being in here, you know, Trina gets all of the accolades and and here I am just doing the heavy lifting all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep, that's yep.
2: <laughs> that's exactly how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, well, we've got uh, we've got a very interesting topic. Most of the listeners may or may not know this. I'm actually from Western Oklahoma. A uh, little bitty town south of Alva, Oklahoma, called Carmen. Um,
1: Population 15. So no, I went a, to school with all of them. It's,
2: it's much, much larger than that. It's probably 200 plus people.
1: Oh, okay. Much, uh, so, much larger.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's, it's huge. Um, Peyton, you know where Carmen's at?
3: Um, I do, actually, yes.
2: You drive around it or through it when you go that way? Um,
3: Well, through it, but I only know really because when you told me you were from there, I took a look at where it was. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) She researched it just so she knew what you were talking about. Listen, if Google
2: can find it, it counts, right? That's right. That's
3: right.
2: Regardless of size, there's smaller towns. There's uh, spots on the road out there, which I'm sure you have them around Elk City, too. One that's east of us is called McWillie. Which is still a town, but there's literally one abandoned house. Uh, there used to be somebody living in the second house and <laughs> an old grain elevator. That's all that's yeah. there, but it's a town of McWillie.
1: Interesting. Sounds like a boom town that yeah. once was.
2: My kids always in the back seat would say McWillie Popper Upper. Have no idea what that means. But that's <laughs> we would drive by and they'd be playing in the back and look up and see the elevators. McWillie Popper Upper.
3: Interesting.
2: Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty random, much like this topic that we're going to get into here. Um, hemp, marijuana,
1: hemp and marijuana,
2: CBD. Yeah, yeah, that is an emerging market, um, and we're going to talk about several things that Peyton is uh, has become fluent in selling properties out there for an intended purpose of grow farms of um, installations out there. Now that legislation's been passed in the state of Oklahoma, and I guess uh, we'll talk a little bit about county regulations. Maybe it's still county by county of what you can and cannot do.
3: Mm. Yes, yes. Oklahoma um, passed the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority Law to where people could grow in Oklahoma It could be processed here and then um, a licensed dispensary could, you know, hand it out. Um, And when the state was going to uh, basically put the law up for discussion, a lot of counties kind of went in and grandfathered laws in Uh um, to see how they were going to handle it. Um, Some cities did, you know, they say outside city limits or they would say, you know, certain parameters for not being right in their downtown and and things like that. So um, Elk City, where I'm at in western Oklahoma, out in Beckham County, they actually did some parameters, just anything outside city limits. And so we do have a little bit of regulation in the city limits, but anything outside city limits in Beckham County is completely wide open with no regulation.
2: Oh, wow. So it's still kind of um, on a county-by-county basis?
3: Yes. Each county can decide what their rules and regulations are as of this point as far as how many um, they would allow in um, because it's technically considered a commercial building or business Mm -hmm. once they start building and and going as far as a licensed grower or licensed processor. Or a licensed dispensary. There's so many avenues that people are kind of taking now, um, but ultimately, um, we decided in Beckham County that it would be a great money-making market for tax purposes and yeah. whatnot, and to stimulate the economy. And so they did not regulate the county, and it's it's brought a lot of activity out here.
2: Very cool, very yeah. cool. So, is this? Um, let's talk a little bit about just the the cultural change taking place out there because I'm again I'm from western Oklahoma and much like some of the other similar states like Kansas <laughs> um, they tend to be fairly rigid in their thinking conservative about yeah conservative yeah. that's a great word Trina that's yes. a very appropriate what what is appropriate and what's not appropriate how well has that been received in um, which county are you in again are you in Beckham
3: I'm in Beckham. Yes. But I serve all of Western Oklahoma. So Washita County and, and, you know, all around, but ultimately we're seeing kind of a 50 50, um, back and forth on how people feel about this. I think that there's been all kinds of conspiracy theories about, is this all they're doing out here? and um, that's been very interesting. Um, kind of conquering those, those battles with people. and um, but ultimately, um, you know, when people talk to me about it, I say, well, when the state made it legal, they're not necessarily doing anything illegal. Therefore, when someone comes to me wanting to purchase a property, you know, I I sell it to them. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As you should.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So it's just, um, I think a lot of people that have properties that might cater to their needs are, um, definitely up for it because they are paying some premium prices, um, so that has drastically um, changed our market out here. Um, I think some people like it because it has, even if they're down the road, it's it's raised their property values, which they like. And then on the flip side, a lot of people um, are curious to know what this is going to look like in 10 years, if they're going to continue to do this, if it's going to be a kind of a, a spurt and then some are going to fall off. And how's that going to play out? It's going to be an interesting ride.
1: So what, what entails, um, like what kind of properties are suitable for a marijuana farm?
3: Oh, that's a great question. So as we learned and as we have done this, um, we've, we've had a lot of uh, learning curve. So, um, I have learned just through all the different properties that we've tried to do that outside of city limits, obviously with what's called three phase electric and, um, good water is key. Um, We've also learned that our electrical companies out here weren't necessarily prepared for this. And so we are seeing zones that have been basically um, blacked out at this point. They can't be expanded and no more electric could be drawn from those lines. We are seeing, um, we're seeing all kinds of different things, but ultimately it depends on the type of business that's wanting to come in. We say, you know, a lot of the growers are wanting to do indoor grow. Mm-hmm. So they are looking for large shops or properties that they can build large shops on.
1: Gotcha. So more like warehousing or uh, what you might think like a greenhouse situation than um, just like a, cro- a field of. of Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, it's it's been a different thing because they don't necessarily want a commercial building. They would love a residential location. They would like a home on the premises so ah. they could live there and work there. Um, I don't necessarily know all of the OMMA regulations, which is the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority, but there are some rules about who has to be on premises while there is growing Mm -hmm. and, you know, security purposes and things like that. And so I think that the residential properties out here are being scooped up very quickly.
2: Wow. So I'm reading while you and Trina were visiting, I'm, I'm looking and one of the things that and this is big, by the way. I found an article I, I read before the show this morning. It says by the end of 2024 that the global cannabis and CBD food market is set to be worth $6.6 billion. So this is not a small um, emerging market or a small venture. This is a very, it has the potential to be a very, very large um, industry in a very short time.
3: Yes, Yes, we're seeing that the state and local sales taxes that the industry is bringing in, um, I pulled some numbers from the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority website. And as of March 5th, 2021, they are stating that the state and local sales taxes that were brought in in 2019 were a little over $30 million. In 2020, they were a little over $71 million. Oh, wow. And in 2021, their projections to be over $80 million.
2: Oh wow. my gosh! So,
3: yeah. so that's just the sales tax, state and local, that have been brought in from these industries in the state of Oklahoma. Um, as of March 24th, we had 7,240 active growers licenses that have been issued in the state of Oklahoma.
2: Now say that one more time. Say and
3: 7,240 active licenses, according to OMMA's website, as of March 24th.
2: Wow. OMA stands for the Oklahoma Marijuana. Yeah, Medical
4: Marijuana, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Medical marijuana
4: Authority.
2: So. Yeah.
3: Yes, Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority, OMMA. I visit that site very frequently. <laughs> yeah.
2: So some of the listeners may be thinking right now, well, I've heard of hemp. You know, and I've heard mm. of marijuana and we'll, uh, I want to talk when we come back from the commercials here in a minute, I want to talk more about the differences between those two. Um, in a nutshell, hemp is raised as a plant. So THC, I guess, is the content. Uh, it's the element of this plant or the, the, the byproduct of it that uh, is the stimulant that causes the um, Uh, The weird psychological effects in people whenever they um, partake in in marijuana. Hemp, however, is a very similar plant along the same strain, but does not contain that THC content. And I was just reading um, in this article, it says, legally, hemp is defined as cannabis, as a cannabis plant that contains 0.3% or less THC content, while marijuana is a cannabis plant that contains more than 0.3%. So as we come back from, uh, and I've got a great chart I found. I want to run some of this by you, but uh, we'll hear from our sponsors. We'll come back and talk about the differences between hemp and marijuana. And uh, I want to talk to you more about just what you're seeing in this, in this strong emerging market. Uh, out there right now. It sounds like it's um, interesting times in western Oklahoma Mm -hmm. as they go through the great transition. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Peyton Ham and more about marijuana and hemp and uh, all kinds of goings-on out in western Oklahoma
5: ever dream of owning a country estate historic home or lakefront property log on to unitedcountry.com would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains unitedcountry.com ever dream of your own private hunting preserve UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom.
6: Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace.
2: And we're back in the studio with uh, Peyton Ham. Yeah. Trina, this is kind of cool stuff. Yeah, it is. It, um, yeah, and it changes. I Just knowing a very conservative area.
1: Yeah, you well, know, when you I get mean, out Missouri into, just, just legalized medical marijuana, but they're being really slow on the uptake of everything. So yeah. it's kind of interesting to see how it's working in
2: other states right now. Peyton, was that... So in western Oklahoma, was there a lot of pushback? Did you see from just the... Um, just the consumers out there, the, the landowners, property owners, or, or just general consumers, people, population, I guess, in Western Can uh, Oklahoma. Did you see a lot of pushback when they first started, um, passing this legislation?
3: Um, no, actually it, it took some time. I would say it took a year to 18 months before people actually started realizing kind of what was happening.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I, I had started about two years ago, um, with a buyer that had called me specifically about a listing I had. And he asked me several very specific questions. Like I was saying, does it have three phase electric? Um, have you tested the water for iron? Um, asking me very different questions than I had ever been asked about a property and I wasn't necessarily prepared. And I basically said, I I don't know, but I will find out all of these things for you. And it took a little bit of research And I finally discovered what he was doing. I discovered why he would be asking those questions. And, and then it just kind of, it it snowballed from there with me being able to help him purchase a property and start his business. And then, and then the rumor mill started. (laughs) Is it true that you sold so and so's property for X amount? Well, you know, once it closed, I I could, you know, verify or, you know, tell them yes or no type situation. And then it just kind of snowballed. And they would say, well, my neighbor down the road, they want to sell and they would like to get prices like what he got. And then it just kept going and going. So,
2: It's funny that uh, sometimes that price tag, you know, money will... um maybe alter people's belief system oh, yet yeah.
1: um wait we're making money
3: on this hold on oh, ho- well, hold on i <laughs> thought i was so against bad. it yeah
2: maybe <laughs> yes maybe i am partially for it mm-hmm. how much money
3: yeah yes yeah. yes it has been very interesting
2: i've oh. got a chart in front of me right now up on the monitor and it uh so here's some differences between hemp and marijuana. And I think I asked you this question earlier, are we talking about hemp, hemp farms? And you, you had responded that, no, this is these, these licenses are for marijuana and, and I think more particularly medical marijuana.
3: It has to be medical marijuana at this point in the state of Oklahoma. Correct.
2: Okay. Some of the differences I see, and these are side by side, if you can envision it, um, hemp It says grows up to four meters tall where marijuana grows two meters tall. Now, keep in mind, we're talking about two different plants. So the hemp plant, at least the illustration they have up here, has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven leaves on it. And the marijuana plant has three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Is that right? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine leaves on it. I count that right?
1: Yeah, looks like it
2: need a bigger monitor
1: (laughs) we're looking at a big screen tv and we're both squinting at how many leaves are on this
2: but uh it says hemp grows and and it's currently growing in many countries around the world however marijuana is still illegal in most countries around the world and i I think what that's illustrating is that they have been growing hemp a very similar plant lower thc content but they've been growing that plant for um, a lot of different products. Clothing, uh, body care, um, I know ropes, you hear about hemp ropes yeah. or, mm-hmm. or fabrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it has a, a purpose and it's been used for many, many years. Uh, medical marijuana is still fairly new in uh, the United States. And it's uh, any, any content on like what... What the treatments like some of the things that they're using medical marijuana for, Peyton?
3: Um, So ultimately, I have heard that you can use medical marijuana for depression, for pain, and um, you know a lot of different things could be prescribed, and it could be taken different ways. You could put it in a gummy. Apparently, you can do it um, in different, and they can. Basically blend it in different ways, and mm-hmm. then if you have a medical marijuana card, you can then consume it for what your needs might be.
1: So they've made they've made it an edible, Sean, or you can still just smoke it like yeah. traditional ways.
2: <laughs> I mean, I will say I will say this: I, I've had trouble sleeping before, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. uh, there's a guy that I work with, and he said, "Hey, these CBD gummies," he mm-hmm. said they'll. If you take one of these before you chew it up, before you go to sleep, it'll just, it'll help kind of just relax and kind of clear your mind a little bit. Mm. Um, I slept like a baby. (laughs) I took one of those and I slept. It's been a long time since I literally, like a little kid, just slobbered on my pillow. (laughs) But if you wake up and your pillow is stuck to your head, that's a good night's sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're doing it right at that point. So it's, uh, it's not all bad. No. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: No, I've heard a lot of people get a, a lot of relief from pain from it and other things. So, um, I think this, a lot of, like you said, it's controversial. Um, it's kind of a half and half. Some people might not need it and they don't understand why someone would. And some people are very grateful for it. So,
2: Peyton, to your understanding, is if, so if you're taking this as, um, and and not smoking it because i think a lot of times smoking it becomes the the act of smoking itself becomes addictive mm-hmm. not always just the nicotine in a cigarette yeah. or but just having to have something in your yes. hand or in your mouth and so if you let's say you're taking it in pill form or in gummy form is it addictive is marijuana addictive in that form if you're using it for pain relief
3: that's a great question. I'd have to ask a doctor friend of mine to answer that for you. Okay. I know I know how to sell them a property. I don't necessarily know how to yeah how to prescribe something. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> well, That's hurry up wheelhouse. and get hurry up and get into medical school so we can get these answers. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what Yeah, Sean, delay is. you're a
3: little far from my wheelhouse here. I'm gonna stick back over to the property side of things.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you know what? Where I'm going with that question, though, is there's so many different. Um, types of medicines you know stimulants and and things are giving for pain relief that are highly Mm -hmm. addictive Mm -hmm. people get you know oxycodone and things like that that they are getting addicted to if this offers pain relief if medical marijuana offers pain relief and there's no side effect of being addictive man what uh that i that in itself could solve a lot of problems in the world
3: some people say yeah
2: yeah um, it says that uh, going on around the scope here, obviously, we've talked about um, hemp is, is non-psychoactive and marijuana is psychoactive. And the reason for that, hemp is below 0.3% in THC content. Marijuana tends to be between 5 to 35% in THC content. So kind of the differences between the plants, they look just a little bit different, but they are from the same, uh, same bloodline, if you will, mm-hmm. in those plants. So. Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about how you got into this so you're you're a realtor you're selling rural properties um, you remember the first one or the first instance where you got exposed to this new market
3: yes yes like I was kind of saying earlier I uh, had gotten a call and he was asking a lot of questions and I had to hang up the phone and immediately start calling the electrical company start ordering water tests for um, you know trying to do everything I could to kind of be on top of it. And then once I met with them, um, it was a different, uh, showing situation. I had to do the entire showing, uh, with Google translate because they spoke Chinese. Um, and so that was a different aspect of everything also is I'm not bilingual, which I was, and, uh, ultimately, um, worked with him. And then he said, I have a friend, I have a friend that wants to do the same thing and I would help them find a property. And it was coming to the point where I was selling kind of everything that was on the market at that point that would meet their expectations and needs. And I eventually got, I mean, my list was up to maybe at one point in time, 18 to 22 growers, um, clients that were coming to me saying, "I, I need this, I need this, this is what I'm looking for. And I was running out of listings. I was running out of things to sell them. And so then it turned into me reaching out and saying, is anyone interested? Anyone in western Oklahoma outside of city limits with these criteria, are you interested? And so it just kind of um, snowballed from there. Um, and now we're prepared in the sense that we know, um, I know all about three phase electric. I know all about transformers now. I know to get water tests done ahead of time. I know to get, if it's not next to three phase, how far is it? Is it a mile? Is it gonna cost $75,000 to upgrade that electric for that property? Um, price accordingly, let them know. And kind of just that way, I, we have everything up front now. It, it took a little bit of a learning curve, but now we're getting it to where we're prepared.
2: Three phase, just for in layman's terms for the listeners, is um, mm-hmm. it's more electric. It's it's a different type of electricity, but it's more electric coming into the to the power to the pole right there that you can hook up to. What are they using that much power for? Why um, why for three life. phase?
3: That's a great question. So a normal property, if you were selling a normal residence, has what's called single phase. And it's just two lines that are running into a property to run usually a max of about 220 volts to the property. Um, And they are needing significantly more um, because they are running grow lamps inside of their facilities to grow marijuana. Therefore, they need um, enough to carry in when they, you know, a normal 40 by 60 barn or even a, t- a 60 by, you know, 100, a 6,000 square foot barn. They can fit up to, uh, you know, 150 to 200 grow lamps, which pulls a lot of electric. And um, not only that, they have special HVAC systems that have to keep the, the temperature inside, um, the humidity down, the temperatures accurate, and it has to be perfect grow conditions for the plants. They're very sensitive, I've been told. So between the lamps and the HVAC systems and everything that they need to make that work, and um, they, they require a significant amount of electric.
2: Gotcha. Very good. So this is all indoors. Mm-hmm.
3: And yes, they are looking to do mainly indoors. I know several growers have said during the summer months they might try to do some outdoor grow, which is completely fine in Beckham County. Um, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see that. But I do know several have done indoor and outdoor when the weather is nice.
2: Gotcha. And we noticed on that chart that I was reading uh, earlier, it says that the growth cycle for marijuana is a 90 day growth cycle. So if the weather starts warming up in western Oklahoma in April and you have a growth season outdoors of, um, mm-hmm. let's say, October you know, early November before that temperature starts dropping Mm -hmm. down, Mm -hmm. then you would have at least two different growth cycles, time if you had established plants, and you could harvest maybe twice outside. That would give you a lot more space, and you're using a lot of, uh, well, using sunlight, using UV rays and Mm -hmm. uh, maybe irrigation systems, and you can still kind of semi-control the elements out there.
1: Well, I would think that, like, bugs and things like that would be a problem with growing outside, and that's probably why... They lean more towards growing inside too, less pesticides and things like that. And I'm sure that that's really, really regulated if it's for medical use. So,
3: Yes, ma'am. Yes. Um, OMMA has very strict regulations and testing on everything that has been grown. And if anything comes up and one batch has been tested, the entire grow area has to be completely destroyed. Yeah. Um, so it is very, yeah, very tested and regulated at this point
1: which it should be i mean anything you get from pfizer has to go through all kinds of you know any pill that you get from uh, the pharmacy has gone through all kinds of testing before you get to it so
2: you would think it'd be the same for any um any plants that are grown for medical use so Mm -hmm. so peyton typically if somebody approaches you about buying a property right now what um what are some of the particulars? You mentioned three phase. How many acres on average do they need to build one of these facilities or set up shop?
3: So when I first started out, uh, the gentleman that brought the, my very first property for me, it was like a 27 acre property. And I took him out and I showed him the home and it had a large barn on it and it had a kind of a creek that ran through the back. And he said, you know, show me the property. And I, I said, here it is. And and we went back to the back and I pointed up and I said, here it is. Again, I'm using Google Translate to go from English to Chinese and we're communicating the best we can. And and they're just amazed with how much land they can get out here. <laughs> so a lot of the growers that are coming in are from California and New York. Those are our two highest um, places right now that they're migrating in from. And they're just not used to being able to purchase anything for the prices that we have out here much less land and so when I show them this is the acres you get and I show them the fences and I show them like mark to mark I show them on a map they just don't really even comprehend it to be completely honest Um, and so I've walked a lot of properties and physically shown them this is all part of what you just bought so um, that's been very interesting but I would say ideally they're looking for approximately 10 acres okay Um. Like I said, some properties are more, some properties are a little less. Um, I I do have a 57-acre property outside of town right now that I'm working on a deal for, and they're planning on building eight 10,000-square-foot facilities. Hmm. So they will be using almost all of the 57 acres to build. It's going to be one of the largest operations that I've heard of out here yet.
2: And are they predominantly looking um, close in, into town, or, or more rural? Uh, farther no, they out. like
3: more rule. If it's private, it's even better. Okay. Um, they they don't really love a lot of neighbors because they do have to put up security fences and yeah. things, um, and so they really do like some privacy.
1: There's a documentary right now on Netflix that um, it's it's about growing marijuana in California, and, and basically they have to keep armed guards on their fields because people will just come in and steal plants all the time up really? in the mountains and Ooh. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, really? so it's it's become a whole thing out there where they're having to um put up maximum security fencing and things like that and hire guards to drive around. I mean, it's crazy the stuff that they do out there. So well, there's
2: a lot of people believe that this medical marijuana <clears throat> marijuana is the introduction to unrestricted use at some point. It's the way that they pass bills or legislation a lot of times as they It's kind of like when you want to push for a bill, and they always seem to somehow dovetail it into uh, for a school need, you Mm -hmm. know, for the children, for the general welfare of the public. But the end game here is they will probably end up
6: legalizing
2: marijuana Mm -hmm. in the United States over time. And once it becomes unrestricted use, and you can grow marijuana, and you can smoke marijuana or take it, ingest it however you want... Uh, it's going to also drive the market down on it, yeah. Because now it's, why would I pay you know forty or fifty dollars for a prescription for a bag when I can go over here and get similar quality for fifteen bucks? Yeah. And we're thinking, you know, that's probably down the road, obviously. But today, it's highly regulated, as you're saying, and and it's very controlled. Oh. Still with us? Oh, yep. Okay. Can you hear me? yeah Yeah. sure can um modern age of technology
1: well going back to what you just said sean it seems like that's how legislation has worked in all of the states that have open use marijuana laws now um or no marijuana laws now yeah is it started off as medical and it went like that for three to five years and then it just kind of gradually became more accepted and Mm -hmm. they said well why what are we doing let's just open this up for everybody and That's kind of how it's gone in most states so far.
2: I saw a a great article that had just a comedy kind of a graphic on it and said it's a gateway bill. That's what it (laughs) is. (laughs) Passing that is that's the gateway bill to Um, getting what they want down the road.
3: Right. And uh, I think that that might be partially some of the people that may be opposed to it in Western Oklahoma. That might be kind of the main factor. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of them are like, you know, one thing leads to another. And what's this going to do in the future?
2: Yes, ma'am. Well, it sounds like you're doing uh, very well. Yeah. What What have we missed? What have we left out of this this show, this episode? What have we not talked about?
3: Oh, I don't know. Well, I did. I was going to tell you guys, I mean, a lot of people, you know, we're talking about the licensed growers Mm -hmm. a lot because that's kind of the properties that we're selling. But in Oklahoma, the businesses and, you know, the economy that it's stimulated right now has very much impressed me that you not only can get a license to grow, you can get a license to be a processor. You can be a dispensary. There's education facilities that have popped up all over to regulate. There's transporters. There's waste disposals. There's laboratories. There's just so many businesses and jobs that it's created. And I know that here in western Oklahoma, a lot of people for a very long time had wished for another industry other than the oil field and gas industry out here because we do take such roller coaster rides in Mm -hmm. our economy. And, uh, you know, we we've literally said so many times, I wish something else would come. I wish something else would come and and maybe something else. And I I've just thought about it so much. And, you know, last March, when our worlds kind of came to a crazy um, situation and we we entered into a whole new ball game of a pandemic type situation, um, I thought, what's this going to do for Western Oklahoma? Is it going to shut us down? We're already in a low oil filled space. We're already, you know, suffering out here and this kind of popped up and it's just really really helped our economy. I don't know if if the general public really realizes how many people it's brought to western Oklahoma, the fact that it has drawn our uh, market and it's increased our values the number of hotel rooms we sell or the restaurants mm-hmm. that are getting used at this point, just overall what it's done for the economy. And I just really am thankful for it. I'm thankful for Western Oklahoma getting that stimulant, basically.
2: Peyton, let me ask you this. You, How many years have you been out there in Elk, Elk City?
3: I moved out here in 07.
2: Okay. And, and been in real estate most of that time?
3: Uh, yep, yeah, actually the whole time. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: So how much would you say that just in the last few years, these mar- uh, medical marijuana farms are being bought for a purchase has influenced the 10 and 20 acre tracks that you're selling for it, what the price was possibly before and where it's at today?
3: Definitely increased.
2: Uh, Any idea, like, how much, I mean, could you put a measurement, like, used Um, to bring, oh, 1,000 an acre on average, and today we're selling these for, you know, 5,000 an acre. Is is there any...
3: I mean, that's a pretty close estimate. I would say anything within 20 miles of Elk City, you know, drastically decreased in price according to price per square, you know, acre or foot on a home type situation because everyone wanted to be inside Elk City Mm -hmm. or in the vicinity, you know, to get to Walmart within 15 minutes type situation. So anything within 15, 20 miles was, you know, fairly high. Anything out of that was fairly low, $1,000 an acre or even less. Um, and we're seeing increases. I, you know, a, a piece of property that I have listed, they purchased 160 acres. They paid $1,000 an acre. So they paid 160000 for it. We have it on the market now for 450. dollars oh, Wow. So yeah, so we're seeing and they're willing to split it. You know, hey, we'll split it. We'll put it in 10 acre tracks or we'll do whatever we need to do. We'll split it 57 acres over here for one and 57 acre over here for another. And um, so it's creating some some very different situations, uh, you know. Even outside of town, I had one that they bought for eight hundred an acre, and it just recently appraised for four thousand an acre. Wow! So um, it has increased pricing.
2: That's outstanding. If mm-hmm. um, if somebody's listening to this today, they'd like more information. I assume that uh, you'd be more than willing to visit with them about what's going on out there in Western Oklahoma. How would they get a hold of you?
3: Oh, they can reach me anytime on my cell phone. It's 405-802-2616. They can email me at Eham at com, or they can even reach me at the office, United Country Exploration Realty at 580-225-3699. Very That's
1: good. Peyton, P-A-Y-T-O-N-E-H-A-M-M. At, at Yahoo. Okay, perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Peyton, we appreciate you being on this show so much. We'll... uh We'll look forward to continuing this conversation yeah. because it sounds like um, it maybe emerging market, maybe past tense. Sounds like it's been going on for a little while out there, and you're definitely uh, taking advantage of an opportunity there that you've become very knowledgeable uh, in. And we appreciate you being on the show and sharing yes. that with us.
3: Yeah. Oh well, I appreciate the invite.
2: Very good. Well. Thanks again. Uh, We'll slip away here from our sponsors. We'll be back in just a few minutes. And uh, Trina and I'll talk a little bit about something else. So we'll see (laughs) you in just a
4: second. Okay.
5: All right.
3: Thanks, guys
5: ever dream of owning a country estate historic home or lakefront property log on to unitedcountry.com would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains unitedcountry.com ever dream of your own private hunting preserve unitedcountry.com over 30,000 farm recreational and lifestyle properties are just a click away helping people find their american dream for over 90 years we will help you find yours log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom
6: Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. MineralMarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. MineralMarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace.
2: and we're back in the studio <laughs>
1: yes we are
2: so we found this interesting we we were talking about i don't even know how we got off talking about girl scout cookies <laughs> but we, we we're talking about it and uh and and i'm googling girl scout cookies oh. and there is this amazing record i believe it's out in california yes uh, eight year old uh listen to this audio clip real quick
0: A Girl Scout in California sells more cookies than she can even count. Eight-year-old Lily Bumpus sold more than 32,000 boxes in just three months, at least that's her count. And that's a new record. She found buyers not only at local grocery stores, but right outside her home in San Bernardino.
5: I thought, wow, I never knew I could do that. And it just meant so much to me to see all that See that huge number. That's like the biggest number I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> that is a huge number. That the is. story so that video goes on, but 32,484 boxes mm-hmm. of Girl Scout cookies.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: Hilarious. And while we're on break, Trina said, you know what would be genius? Um, she found this,
1: what actually happened was, uh, did you hear about the one that set up outside the dispensary? She found this, (laughs) she found this
2: old article. She had, she had actually seen it before. Um, here's another article. Mm -hmm. I think that she, the the 32,000 box girl has some fast followers out there. She better stay on top of her game Yes, because this girl scout is selling cookies. She found her perfect target audience. She sold 300 boxes in 6 hours outside a marijuana dispensary uh, in dispensary Diego. in uh-huh. San Diego.
1: Yeah. Heck yeah. Genius. I mean, that's a target market, especially if it's just open, you know. <laughs> it is, right? I'll take
2: uh, I'll take a bag of Maui Wowie and uh, some thin mints. And, yes. I'm going home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm
2: going to have some medical marijuana and uh, some Girl Scout cookies. That uh that's funny.
1: That's living the dream right there, I think, for some people. That
2: is living the dream.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <That> <laughs> it's somebody's went somebody's topic
1: real fast. Yeah, that would, <laughs> All right, I'm going to be honest. That wouldn't okay. be my dream. It's not mine either.
2: But it's uh it's maybe a if I was dream.
1: retired, it'd be a great dream to have.
2: Well, another uh another great show. Let's go back here a page and uh <laughs> yeah. i'm still trying to figure this board out i, I okay. don't know i don't know a little alzheimer's moment
1: <laughs> you had too many gummies last night <laughs>
2: i've had something okay too many gummies <laughs> we want to thank peyton ham for yes. joining us um on online here and talking about uh everything
1: thank yeah thanks peyton oh. feel free to reach out with her to her if you have any questions about uh how to get involved in selling uh medical marijuana farms
2: exactly we'll see you next time inside the sail like ring join us
0: next time as we meet you inside the sail ring